Hello everyone and welcome back to the Darren Connell podcast. This is Straight White Whale and it is episode 35. I want to give you a wee shout out to the sponsor, Mr Junk. Thank you very much mate for sponsoring the podcast in the last month. Your business is appreciated. Mr Junk is a waste removal management firm. Um, if you've got any rubbish in your garden, your loft, anything like that, Ross will come to your house and take it away for you. Perfect for elderly neighbours or if you've not got a car or if you've got a come down or if you're at Transmit this weekend and you can't be fucked, then give Mr Junk a phone. All his details, all his information will come up in the screen and aye, get in touch. Also, if you're a business out there and you would like some sponsorship and you're already been talking utter shit about it at the start of my podcast, then get in touch and we'll help you. A wee shout out to Brothers in Arms as well, um, just because I like them, no other reason. Um, check them out, they've got a good podcast, they do live comedy shows that I'm going to try and do as well. And aye, check them out. So, let's get in about it because... This is the last podcast before Paul goes on his holiday. Paul, how long are you away for? How many days? Ten. Ten days. How am I going to live without you? How do I live? Who sang that? <laughs> without you, I don't want to know. I don't know. Celine Dion? No, it wasn't he? Oh, I never heard it there. No, Kelly Clarkson, something like that. But anyway, I don't know how you're going to survive, mate. Ten days, I am in a... What's it called when it's toxic? Like... Codependent relationship? Yeah, it's yeah. codependent. Well, not for your side. It's just dependent, then. Yeah. Dependent relationship. Yeah. You've basically <laughs> turned into my carer. <laughs> <laughs> no, mate. <laughs> God, get paid for that. <laughs> um, but no, mate. I'm buzzing. This is like, I'm on my holiday. Yeah. I was saying that to the missus. She was like, where have you got on the day? I was like, I've got a podcast in the studio 10 to 12. Then I've got a driving lesson quarter past 12 to quarter past two. And then that's me done. But I'm going out of the studio today. The podcast with Darren. And she was like, all right, so what time do you finish work at? I was like, well, I finish. Because this isn't work. Yeah. This is a laugh. Aye. Um, no, the usual, like half 11 at night. <laughs> See you then, though. I know. Fuck me, man. So Brutal. you enjoy this one and then perhaps you'll go to Transmit tonight? Aye man, I might go down to see Paul Natini. I've got a guest list, so um, I definitely need to go tomorrow and I want to see the strokes. Brilliant. But I'm I'm 50-50 with the night because I'm fucking shattered, mate. I never realised he was gigging there. I've not seen him in years. Who? Paolo Natini. Oh, really? Uh, I take it he's headlining. Aye. 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 His mom died on a chippy, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Do Paisley. Do you want to go and make a TikTok about it and do a mad food review? Like we mad fucking fat, sweaty cunts on TikTok. <laughs> do you know what we could do for a buzz? We could like get pure trackies and like a bergos and go down and be like, Right, we're here, Paolo's mom dash jippy, we're going to do, it. <laughs> do like a parody of it. But don't, don't tell them that we're normal. I just like go in and take a piss. Uh-huh. Some of the food reviews on that TikTok, you're just like, ah, here, if, if somebody walked into my fucking restaurant, my phone, I'd be like, get to fuck. Because some of them are not even, <laughs> let's just get to the point, they're gommy as fuck. 
All right, Trips, how you all doing? We're down in the Blue Lagoon underneath Central Station today. I'm going to try the mushy peas with the fishing chaps. Uh, I tell you what, by the way, I didn't really like it. That's my mod in TikToks. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Mo. As I've got mushy peas dripping down my chin. <laughs> a wee, uh, what, a wee dry mushy pea in the corner of your mouth. The mushy peas were brilliant. Does that actually happen? What, the food reviews? Uh-huh. 100% mate I have been in a TikTok hellhole watching gommy bastards doing food reviews like mental is absolutely TikTok is another world like I was watching what was I watching last night Donnie Brasco right an amazing obviously an amazing film I've seen it a couple of times I've never seen it mate highly recommended Al Johnny Pacino Depp. yes right uh-huh Johnny Depp, all-star cast, by the way. You're like every single person in it. You're like, I know right. his face, I know his face. Even the wee tiny bit guys with like one line. Uh, but as I'm sitting on the couch watching it, I'm getting distracted with TikTok and somebody put a tin of tuna in a pot noodle. So it was like this gym bro. He's like, ah, look, if you're in, a, in the move and you just want some protein, whack a tin of tuna in a pot noodle. And a guy underneath it was like that. I ate that every single day for two years in the jail. So. <laughs> in the jail? In the jail. Mate, right. So <clears throat> I worked with a guy who had, he, he ate the same thing every day. Wow. He ate a black pudding supper. Right. With a Bombay bad boy. With a tin of mackerel tipped into the Bombay bad boy. Say that again. A black pudding supper. A black pudding supper, right. A Bombay bad boy. You know what Bombay bad boy is? Yes. Like the super hot pot noodles. Aye. With a tin of mackerel. With the juice. See, like, the, the whatever it is, the oil, the brine. Yeah. I've written for the tin of mackerel into the pot noodle every day for his, his lunch. And then he would sit and bop while, like, fingering his belly button. Ah! Through, through, through a polo shirt, like, the uniform that we wore in the show was, like, a polo shirt. But through the polo shirt, would sit and play with his belly button going... Yeah. Was he a bit mental then? Aye, mate, it was fucking mental. Found out years later that because we were doing sales and what happened was I went to approach a customer and he pushed me and like jumped in front of me and I was like, touch me again, mate, I'll break your fucking horn. And the manager was like, oh, he's no there. Like, and I was like, how do you know? <laughs> and he was like, when we hired him, he told us that basically his mom and dad to get him to go to sleep when he was a baby with him weed. Oh my God. So, I think he was about fucking weed. So you're like, yeah, he's no more there. Cut to three months when you see him putting macro in a pot <laughs> in the door and you're like, yeah, you're in. <laughs> but it was the most disgusting thing, so. It's such a strange combination, but it doesn't really make sense. It'd be different if it's like mac and, mac and cheese on toast with sauce or something. You're like, ah, it's a bit weird, but... Doable. Aye, a, ma- a tin of macro and a Bombay bad boy with, aye. A, with a black pudding supper every Wait, fucking day. Was he a big boy? Uh, he, aye. Yeah. Aye. But fucking hell, man. The smell in the staff room when this cunt was eating his lunch. But that is a total jail meal. Tuna and a fucking chicken and mushroom pot noodle. But I bet you it's good. Do you know, it didn't look that bad as what you'd think it'd be. Uh, if I was in a situation and I needed to eat, I'd probably attempt it. Uh, it's only like the dry tin of tuna I would have though. See when it's like water and you can't drain it and shit. Mm-hmm. Maybe 
<laughs> I would struggle with that. That's quite a high calorie lunch the guys having, though, a black pudding supper. So a black pudding supper is probably a thousand calories, say at least. Right? Probably aye. And then the the pot noodles is probably about four hundred. Uh huh. And then the macros good for you, so I wouldn't even count that. Aye, but it's probably like a couple of hundred calories. Aye. He's probably taking in like eighteen hundred calories for his lunch. Think of his arse at night when, he, when he's in his house. If he's picking his belly button in front of you, what's he doing when his house door shuts? In private. In private. Aye. Because I do some weird shit in private. Aye. Can you give me an example? Aye, mate. I've... <laughs> this is one. Uh, this is for the ladies. Mm -hmm. I sing to my cats. That's all right. No, I think that's weird. But it's they've got a theme tune that I wrote. <laughs> right, that is weird. <laughs> well, I've wrote two theme tunes, one for each cat. Oh, fuck. And when they come into the room, I sing their theme tune to them as they walk. Mate, they're spoiled. Do they love you? Mm, aye, mate. Did you hear that wobble in my voice there? When, aye, mate. My cats adore me. Like, I went home there for two minutes just to pop my head in and say hello to the bird. And she was like, look at him. And he was like lying on his back, pure doe-eyed. Ah. Just pure, please, please stay. That's lovely though. They come in and spoon me in bed and stuff like that as well. Like they jump up and jump under the covers and spoon me in, in bed. So I was I was cat sitting for my mate once, uh, Joe Hewlett, the creator of Scott Squad, my, mm -hmm. my best pal basically. Please don't leave me, Joe, gonna give me an acting job, I'm fucked. Daddy Joe. Aye, and I was cat sitting in his flat when he was away on holiday, and uh, it was beneficial for my mental health. They just look after this wee cat and chill and fucking pet a cat and watch a cat eat catnip as well. It was just mental. Also ate one of its biscuits out of boredom. Right, and it was all right. They've got like a they smell like they smell meaty, mm -hmm. but then when you eat it, it's like oaty. So you've tried one as well? Of course. Dog biscuit, <laughs> uh, cat biscuits when we were wee. I've tried dog biscuits. They're like sort of oaty. Aye. They just taste like an oat, an oat cake. They're sort of bland. But yes. the smells, like, I think they just put the smell of like the meat on it to attract them and then it's it's good for them. Aye. Bit there of kibble. Kibble. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, it doesn't say, I mean, that guy's eating fucking a black pudding supper with a pot noodle, so... You think he would have a cat biscuit? Aye, mate, this cunt looked like he fucking ate cat biscuits every day, man. <laughs> Didn't have a cat? <laughs> the cat man of Greenock? <laughs> no, the rat man, isn't it? Aye, aye. Supposedly, that's a true story. Before we also get into other things, I want to um, update people on uh, the tour. It's getting sorted. I think I said that last week, but I'm just letting you know it's getting sorted. We thought there was a situation with the ticket link when people would have to get a refund and then purchase the tickets. Right. But from the email that I've seen, it's just been automatically transferred. So uh, apologies to anybody that was like confused by that. I'm confused as well, but the professionals have took over <laughs> and it's getting dealt with. I overshare with people as well, mate. I was walking through, do you remember... The pub's not even been there for 15 years. Do you remember the goose? Aye, across the road for the cat house. Aye. <laughs> I, was I should have just said the cat house. I was walking past the goose the other day and a Twitter follower stopped me. 
and I was getting my steps and he was like, oh, oh mate, I'm coming to the Orin Moor and I just totally cornered the cunt in the street, mate, I'm just pure fucked in man, stretched out my box. <laughs> He's like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, see you later, my man, see you in November. And he's like, aye, aye. Most people that would stop, like, celebrities or Twitter celebrities or whatever would normally expect them to be like, fuck off, you're like pure, like, alright, Darren, I follow you on Twitter, you're like, can I hug you? Mate, he was, he was like, ah, I, I need to go, mate. Like, I was like, I really worries, man. See you later, my man. Like, Why go for a coffee? <laughs> I know. And I looked mental as well because I had a full Nike trackie on. And I was out doing my steps, so I just looked fucking mental. I looked <laughs> like I was, see the type of people that walk past the cat house and the goose. Uh, I looked like that type of person. Doing at the four corners. Aye. And uh, also the stand is going well. Uh, Sunday the 24th of July, Paul's going to be there as well, filming. And uh, it's a great lineup. We've got Susie McCabe, Rachel Jackson, Raymond Mearns, I'm comparing and i might announce someone else so tickets are only eight pound make emotions there as well tickets are only eight pound it's going to be a good night so you can get a ticket for the stand and get in about it so i'm just putting that in my diary yes baby do you want me i'll get through the notes i'm, I'm going to get serious for a minute mate, if that's okay i feel like i need to use this podcast as an uh, an accountability uh okay let's hear it what's going on so on monday i started back training i started back boxing training with my yes, cousin mate. and i felt with a really bold nathaniel yes one. nathaniel collins check him out he's a good boy uh but it was such a weird it wasn't intended it just happened so i was lying because i'm stressed with the tour right and i'm not making excuses i know what i'm doing because I'm stressed by this tour, I was lying on the couch watching a film and binge eating, right? Just Pringles, everything. I wasn't even hungry. And then I started smoking cigars, right? That was the first night. So I'm hanging out the window smoking cigars and Nathaniel pops up in my newsfeed on Instagram. And I pop through his stories. And I'm just like looking at all his old photos and stuff. Mm -hmm. And a photo of me from when I was training with him popped up. And I swear to God, man, see the sinking, horrible feeling of just like what I looked like then to what I look like now. I mean, I don't look, I'm still a sexy bastard, but I was just like, wow, man. And it was such a sobering, haunting feeling. Mm -hmm. And it was half 11 at night and literally cigar, like a slobby fat bastard, cigar, Pringles, eating Pringles, oh. right? How horrible. You, how do you do that? I couldn't do it because I was fucking struggling doing it. I was still doing it though. Uh, <laughs> like proper belly hanging out the fucking t-shirt. Right. right, okay. And I texted him. I was like, ah, mate, I cannot believe the change in me. Even my hair looked so different as well. That's when my hair was falling out. So I was like really skinny. and But I looked like I was just patchy alopecia. So right. it was just so different. And he was like, ah, shit happens. Really supportive and kind, by the way. I think we've covered this in the podcast. Like anyone that is a higher level athlete or someone that's like in the army or something, 
they're always they've never got a negative thing to say they're always don't worry you'll get back into it it's always the kind of people that are struggling that are like oh you've put weight on and stuff but mm -hmm. we've said that a few times so he basically did that to me at half 11 at night be at my gym at 7am tomorrow and i'll train you and i was like oh fuck and i was having these internal fucking demon and angel thing first and foremost i love boxing training and i was like well i love it so why am i scared i'm scared because i've put on hunters of weight and i don't want to feel shame mm -hmm. so i was like fuck it i'll just go up at half and half five in the morning i got up at get a black coffee and i went to his boxing gym and basically i shadowed him he's like i've not got time to train you just copy me right and i copied him obviously i just tried my best because i was fucked i was absolutely fucked like you know that way you're trying to attempt humor <laughs> like when he he's training right and i, I can't train so i'm trying to make him laugh and i'm trying to be funny uh -huh. but he's like a robotic psychopath <laughs> and i'm like oh, i've got tits mate look my tits not and he was just like staring into space but it was a good workout and i done well i did day well considering and then i weighed myself man and i was like holy fuck so are you willing to disclose i'm willing to disclose and i'm telling you why i'm willing to dis disclose because i don't want to do it but then i realized that that's no healthy no saying it i feel like i'm gonna beat something when i just say my weight mm -hmm. and obviously it's not that big a deal it's achievable to get it half and it's gonna keep me accountable and I, I don't want to turn this into my diet fucking podcast but i feel like if i tell my weight right now that will make me pull my finger at my arse and then every couple of weeks i'll say my weight but i tell you this right i tell you what you want to take a guess and don't worry i won't be i won't be hard fuck's sake what hate you well i thought i was six foot i fucking weighed my uh i, <laughs> I took my height not that long ago and i was five eight what the fuck happened there so really shrunk fucking that much well, I never, I've never ever took my height. I just thought I was six foot. <laughs> just eyeballed yourself in. I'm six foot. Until right, my mate eight. was getting married and the right. guy, the cult guy took my height and I was like, nah, no way. Fuck if I get off. shin cancer or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, so you're five eight. 18 stone. That's very kind. Oh, really? Very kind. Well... I, I tell you why it was so sobering because see when i went to peru i was between 20 to 20 and a half stone and i was fucked i was like mentally ill as well right mm -hmm. and i don't feel like i'm mentally ill right now i've just got stress uh -huh. apart from that my life is very kind like i've got a good life friendship this podcast is amazing so basically i'm not that far off of what i was in peru i'm 19 stone 12 pounds right before i stepped onto the scale i said to nathaniel i've got a horrible feeling that i'm 20 stone and he's like ah who cares if you're 20 stone and then when i weighed myself he's like ah you're no 20 stone i was right. like i buy what a fucking glass of water uh, two pun i two shite. so <laughs> a big shite. <laughs> i basically i uh so i'll look at my fitness pal right i'll tell you my fitness pal now, see, when I thought of myself as skinny, uh, mm -hmm. 
what the picture that I don't know if this was the picture that I seen that made me think, wow, I can't believe that. But on Thursday, the seventh of July, two thousand. No, sorry. Sunday, the sixteenth of August, two thousand and twenty, when I was training with Nathaniel, the last time I took my weight was fifteen stone twelve pounds, and now, uh. I am 19 stone 12, so that's not even two years, is it? No. It's coming up on two years, though. It's like a month away for two years. Yeah. And I think that that's not that much weight gain. Four stone? Four stone. I think you can get you can get that, mate. Easy. No oh. easy. No way to play down the effort that you're going to need to put in to get rid of it, but you can do it. Yeah. It's... It's weird because, like, living with my folks and trying to get a flat, I'm like, oh, that's what happened. <clears throat> During that two years, I was just like, fuck it. But such a weird, uh, it's a weird feeling, man. It's a bit in the boss, mate. Aye. It's a fucking kick to the stones, isn't it? But you can only move forward, mate, so it's about what you're going to do now. There's no point fucking greeting about the last two years. Exactly. Because I took my top off the other night, right? And this is how my mind works. I was really bloated. And I was like, maybe I've got something wrong with my stomach. Like, there might be something wrong. Like, cancer or something. That's my brain. Sorry to laugh. I know. <laughs> Sorry to I laugh know. <laughs> But it's then like, I weighed no, myself. It's a Pringles. <laughs> I, I weighed myself and I was like, oh, I'm just fat. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a thyroid issue. I. <laughs> Oh, fuck's sake, mate. So what's the plan? So, Nathaniel's busy. He's a professional, right? So he won't be able to train me all the time. So I'm going to keep it really simple. I get my fitness palette. I set the goal to 2,000 calories. And I'm not going to kill myself if it's like 2,100 or 200. But I'll try my best not to go over 2,000. Right. Three meals a day. That's three meals a day and a snack. So it's plenty of food. Mm -hmm. And I've been eating healthy since Monday. And that's the plan. 10,000 steps a day. Keep it simple. Because I could go out and I could do 17,000 steps a day. But I want to be... I want to maintain it. I want Aye, to be want healthy. To be consistent. Aye. <clears throat> so... What about I, the, the gym and training? Do you go on a day a wee bit of that? A couple of days a week or something like that if you can? If I can find something that I like, um, because if I go to a gym by myself, uh, I don't like it. Lose interest. I just go and use the treadmill, mate. Right. I don't really day weights. Um, find a boxing gym, mate, if that's what you like. Do that. I'm going to look into it, aye, because I love pad work. I, I, love... I tell you, mate, I would, I would go to kickboxing. Yeah. Because it's more rounded. In the sense that, like, you're using your legs, so you need to stretch. It gets you, there's different habits in that. Like, when I went to boxing training, you did abs, you did push-ups, you did some pad work, and then that was it. But see, when you go to Muay Thai, they'll be like, no, you need to stretch. Yeah. At the beginning and, and the end. And there's a guy down at Washington Street uh, in the city centre, Mike Krause, and it's a pure, super-friendly environment. He's a pure, nice guy. Washington Street. Uh-huh. The Pentagon building. Oh, I Down at the Clyde. Fuck, I walk. 
you walk by that. <coughs> I walk by that to get him. Um, and I Mike Kraus, uh, mixed martial arts. He does like a mix of stuff. Sorry, what's it called again? Sorry. Mike Kraus. Mike Kraus. Uh, he's like a uh, and what a lovely guy he is. But it's get a it's a super friendly environment. He's uh-huh. no he's no training fighters. Yeah, he's training people that are there. Hey, um, just work out. There's a couple of guys that go there that are autistic. ADHD, it's that right environment, you know what I mean? He's no pressurizing people, and when you spar, it's at like 50%. Yeah. But you get a workout, man, um, and he's he's reasonably priced, man. I would look into that. It does kickboxing on a Monday and a Thursday night. I'll look into that, mate. Actually, because uh, I don't want to be boring talking about fucking exercise and stuff. I think this is all right, isn't it, to talk about. 100%, I, mate. People fuck enjoy it. it. Fuck it. It's real life, isn't it? Fuck but, them. I put the pads on and I put the like the mitts and the gloves on and I started hitting the bag again mm-hmm. and I could feel myself like oh I've missed this man this is good mm-hmm. and also realizing that you don't really lose what you've got like I've not hit a pad in God knows how long but it was still there no, the only difference is is four stone <laughs> cardio mate like your heart and your lungs being able to cope with the stress under what you're doing did you get that fucking metal feeling aye, and your, the pure blood in your I lungs I was nearly there. spewing aye. Aye. there was two times uh, there was two times that I was full blown fighting a spew and once I was like proper and Nathaniel was just like be sick in the sink there was a mad sink there big industrial sink he's like I was being sick in there and I was that was me sick where is he doing at Morris Park Morris Park yes it's called Nightmare Fitness um, you can get Nathaniel on Facebook or Twitter or just put in Nightmare Fitness. And if he doesn't train you, then you'll be able to get trained by an actual boxer. Like, he's got boxing mates. And uh, that's really cool. What, what is four stone? Four stone's like 50 pounds, is it? 14 pounds in a stone. Aye, something like that. Aye, 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 aye. So he's put on like two stone and he's like, oh, I feel fat as fuck. Can't still get a six pack. I know. Ah, fuck you. I'm like, mate, I'd <laughs> suck, well, I'd suck a banger for anything, really. I'd, but I'd suck a banger for, like, if, for, I don't even know, why am I sweating, man? Talking about Because you're talking about your cousin and sucking <laughs> bangers, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I see in his off-season then, is it like, um, he's, he won't be in camp then, if he's putting on weight? Nah. And, uh, I think he just enjoys himself, but even at that, it's not like, I mean, I don't know the science behind it, but I don't think what he fights at is his natural weight. I think he fights at like eight stone. Aye. So that's not his natural weight. I think his natural weight is like ten stone. Ten. That's that's genuinely generally what a fighter does is they go they'll go down to yeah. keep power, like to keep their power. But at the same time, guys like that that are athletes, like there's that guy Paddy. Seen him, the other puddling guy for UFC. Paddy the Baddy. Uh-huh. With a blonde hair. Aye, mate. See when he's not got a fight, he's just shoveling McDonald's and fucking Chinese in his mouth. And then it's like, because they're so rigid in mm-hmm. the camp and it's like fucking three months long where they're only eating, they're, everything's restricted, that you kind of need to like have that, didn't you? He, I can relate to him, by the way. Uh, I, think he's, I think he's funny. He's got a good personality. See, when he puts weight on, though, I thought he was sick. Like, the way his face goes, his face gets so bloated. I was like, oh, that's a shame, man. What's happened to that guy? And then he just pulled out a slice of pizza, and I was like, oh. 
Did you stay with your man for two years during COVID or not, mate? But no. He <laughs> <laughs> looks like he's been stung with a bee. Mm-hmm. A horrific allergic reaction. Uh-huh. So I don't know if you've noticed, but I'm not drinking Monster. Are you after caffeine? No, after caffeine, but I'm after that. I know it's bad for you. It's bad for you. See, the sad thing as well, I know it's shite. It tastes shite. I don't enjoy it. I don't know why I do it. Mm-hmm. It's just self-harming. Have you noticed your sleep? Uh, I feel like... Do you know, I feel weird, mate. I do feel like I'm going through a wee detox. I'm getting a wee bit of a sore head. Like, I feel achy. Because I've not been eating sugar or shite or crisps or anything. But I feel better as well. It's weird. I don't know how to describe it. I feel like I'm going through a nice wee detox. Aye, what a light, a light detox. Yeah. Like, I'm like, no way, my pee is watercolour and it's no fucking apple just brown. <laughs> I was going to say limeade. Aye. <laughs> pure, <laughs> fucking bars limeade, pure pissing lava. Gravy. But, mate, see 2,000 calories as well. See for, like, the, the size differential, you could probably start 3,000. Honestly? Oh, fuck, mate. I'd put it into... My fitness pal's got a section where you could go, like, I want to lose a wee bit a week, and then after two weeks, you go, right, I'll take 500 calories off, and then after another two weeks, take another fight, and then get to that sort of whatever you're comfortable with. Yeah. I think when people are dieting, they, they take in too little. I think that's why people don't stick to it, because it's yeah. like their body's, like, craving it so much, they're just like, fuck, man, in the cave, and then it's, like, the fucking... Aye, the fuck it button gets pressed. I know know when the fuck it button get pressed, I was, my bird broke up. We we broke up with each other and then uh, I went and put a bid in for a house and it fell through. And I was just like, it's either this or drinking alcohol. So I'm going to just pay this. Aye, basically, aye. And that was like, you know, two years I was like, really strict vegan i loved intermittent fasting i didn't really eat crisps or anything like that and then as soon as we broke up with each other something in my brain snapped but i feel like i've came out of this wee fog and i'm like what a fucking idiot shit happens hey Hey. what about fucking comedy (laughs) hilarious What (laughs) what about fucking jimmy can Yes. Is uh, he on the list? No, he's not. No. It's too, it's too much. I don't want to talk about it. No, he's 80. He passed away last night. 82 years old. Um, Which is quite... It's not that old, is it? I mean, it's not super old. Wait, he's just Betty White? 95. Right, man. okay, that's fine. That's old. That's <laughs> old as fuck. Well, for a man, I mean, what's the average fucking 75? He's... Managed to kick it past the, the average. He's been looking bust for a good couple of years, I know, man. Has he? Uh, but what a great actor. Have you ever seen Alien Nation? Mm. Is that a parody? Nope. No? Right, then no. What am I thinking about? Oh, Galaxy Quest. Galaxy Quest might be a parody of that. A like Ali- right, so Alien Nation like a serious movie. Yeah. Right, when, when did it come out? Must have been early 90s, 94, I'm willing to say. Okay. I'll Google that, actually. Okay. I'm going to say 1994. So basically, he's a police officer, and it's really similar to that South African... Uh, District 9? Yep, I think 
District 9 copied them a wee bit. It's about right. like racism. There's an undertone of racism, how humans treat aliens. Right. Uh, yeah. So there's like, uh, I think a spaceship crash lands to Earth. James can, they, these aliens stay here and James can has an alien as a partner. <laughs> okay, what's the special effects like? Do you know, it holds up. Oh, does it? Right, it does good. hold up. So is it like prosthetics? Aye. And puppets rather than like like CGI? Aye. Right, okay, cool. But see in District 9, uh-huh. the aliens love tuna. Uh-huh. They, they can't That's stop right. eating uh-huh. tuna. See in Alien Nation, the aliens love milk. Mate, I thought you were going to say macro there and I was like, <laughs> wait a minute. Macro and pot noodle. Aye, I was going to say do you think the aliens for District 9 found the tuna pot noodle? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no way. It's 1988. Oh, fuck's sake, man. And it still holds up? I think so. I mean, I've not seen it in a couple of years, but it's got a 6.3 review on Internet Movie Database. That's kind of shite. I don't know. I think it's watchable, man. I'm six and above. Unless it's horror. Yeah. Then I'm four and above. Oh, for IMDb. So if, I, if somebody's like, want to watch a movie, charm pretty much for the fucking Sunday, maybe suggested like, but do you want to watch a movie and I check it? If it's above a six, I'm like, stick it on. Unless it's horror. And then, because some amazing horror movies have got some terrible ratings on that. Yeah. Do you think if you watched District 9 with your cat when they were eating the tuna, your cat would be like, oh, I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fucking alien. Get the tuna out, Paul. Um, but James Can, legend. Um, I mean, fucking Sonny Corleone. Never mind anything else. But he's been in so much misery. Misery's superb. What a fucking movie that is, mate. And it's only just really the two of them. Yeah. But wow. I tell you what, man. See Stephen King's films. A lot of them are shite. Like the books are amazing, but getting them transferred to films are awful. There's a lot of films there that are just not that right. good. And misery is like shit hot for the the wealth of stuff there. Uh huh. Like it's got a lot of good stuff as well, though. Like Stand by Me's Stephen King. Aye. Shawshank Redemption. Aye, that's true. Was aye. like a short story. But what what's it done that you shite? Well, I don't know if it's because it's been like if it's dated. But what's the one with the dog? The mad dog that's infested with rabies. Um. No I'm not talking about my ex. Hey, come on, everybody! I'm nearly, I'm nearly twenty stone. Here's uh, a break. <laughs> Stephen King. I mean, it. That was Stephen King, wasn't it? Great at its time, but dated now. Aye, man, you watched that back. I bought that in DVD. Remember, there was the whole. Well, you won't remember this because you never worked in Virgin Megastore, but you couldn't get that here. That was like, region. remember when you had the regions for DVD, region one, region two? Uh-huh. You could get it in region one for America, but you couldn't get it here. And I remember when it came out, there was like people waiting for it to come out in DVD. And I bought it in the mad cardboard. Remember the mad pop-open cardboard cases for DVDs? Aye, aye. I remember sitting pure, me and my flatmate at the time. Yes, right, we're sitting down to watch it and we stuck it on. And I was like, this is garbage, man. I remember watching it as a wee guy and being terrified. Yeah. And then watching it as an adult, being like... Really shit. Super shit, mate. And a like, couple of mistakes <clears throat> in it as well, like dubbing, people getting dubbed, and just... Oh, fucking terrible. Aye. 
I think it was made for TV. Fuck, he's done the Green Mile. Another classic. Hmm. Right, maybe I take that back. I mean, there's only a Kuf Kujo. It's called. Uh huh. C U J O. That's shite, isn't it? Aye. Maybe it's just because it's dated. Oh uh, yeah. One four oh eight, fourteen oh eight, room fourteen oh eight. Aye, that's 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 pretty shite. Cell as well. I've never seen that. About the cell phone. I've never seen that. Aye. I mean, overall, it's like he's obviously fucking. Aye, a crazy. legend. Um. But I misery James can like that. I think she's incredible in that. Maybe what's her name? Um, fuck's sake, man! We're just googling shit today. I know. Fuck it. We're on holiday. Fucking shut up. No, it's all right. Everybody's listening to this. Like it's Cafe Beats, you fucking prick. Aye, mate. Aye. The bold Cafe Beats, a great film. Um, I went to see Primal Scream last week. Oh, aye. I know you're gonna go and see Transmit this weekend. Uh huh. Transmit, like they're a band. I know. Fucking hell! I sound like. I'm James Can, eighty two. Somebody's uh, da. You got to, you got to see that that transmit this weekend. You've been dead for fifteen years. Shut up. Hi, <laughs> <coughs> Primal Scream. It was good. Aye. It was weird. Gone. I can't even remember the last gig I went to because of COVID. Um, it was in Queens Park in a tent, and they were amazing. And the band, the backing singers and all that were incredible, man. But the crowd, some stoters, man, you're like, just melted. Absolutely melted wellies. Like, there was a cunt there that I'm looking at the fucking band. I'm looking at the stage, right, facing the stage. And there's a guy looking at me, like, with his back to the stage. And he was just staring right into my soul. I looked down at him and he looked like Shane McGowan. (laughs) <laughs> and he's just no taking in the music or nothing. And I'm like, wow, man. On another planet. All these people spending money and they probably won't even remember I it. Oh, mate. How fucking weird is that? I used uh, to, mate, I used to find this strange at Tina Park. Did you go to Tina Park? Been a couple of times, mate. There was people that would go and just sit in the campsite. Yes. I had some friends like that. Thursday to Monday. Sitting in the campsite getting fucked up. Yeah. When they go and see any bands. I don't get I just didn't get that at all. If you want to do that, why would you know just rent a wee party flat or something and just get melted in a party flat? I just found find it strange. Have I ever told the story about my mate in the park on this on this pod? I don't think so. Right. Do you want me to tell it? Yes. Right. Imagine if I was like that, no. No, fuck off. Right, so this guy's name's Bobo. <laughs> and it was because he was big. So we called him Bobo because of Bobo Baldy. No, he wasn't black. He was white. He was like total fucking aye. Black. Aye. Pure scheme boy, like a fat scheme boy. Not like Bobo. But um, Bobo was like notoriously good at drinking. Like, he's, him and his dad would sit up on like a Friday night and drink two bottles of Bucky and a crate of lager. Wow. Each. That level of like, alcohol consumption. This tea in the park, I was getting picked up at my birds in Great Western Road and then we all got to pick everybody up at Cran Hill. And Bobo turned up and he was fucking steaming. Like, eight in the morning. Like, what the fuck? He's absolutely fucking just fucked up, like, steaming drunk. But long story short, there's, like, a couple of other wee stupid things happen. But we go to Tina the park, right? And I've got a mate, Dave, who's built, like, a fucking brick shit house. And Bobo's probably about 25 stone. <laughs> and he says, 
I think I could suplex you. Oh my god! And Bobo's like no, and everybody's like no chance, like no chance you can do it. He's like, <laughs> come here. <laughs> he picked him up, fucking got him up, held him up. His belly came down and like <laughs> was like covering part of his face, and he was like giggling, nervous giggling. So like when he got him up into the suplex, everybody that listens to this will know what a fucking suplex is. But Aye. if you know, you can like the it. British bulldog uh-huh. suplex. He held him as well, like the British bulldog, and stood still with him. And Bobo was pure, <laughs> like nervous laughing. And then he like hooked him run, got his arm around his crotch and slammed him <laughs> into the fucking grunt. <laughs> and then lifted the leg. And this guy came out of nowhere and slid and like fucking gave him a free count. And we were pushing ourselves laughing, right? So Bobo. Wait, 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 wait. Who was the guy? Just a random, random guy? Random guy, mate. I, out of nowhere, like just came in and was pure, gave him, gave him a free count. And Bobo was pure like howling, but it must have hurt, mate. Fucking 25 stone for like six feet in the air, slammed on your back, <laughs> straight in your back. And he was pure like, ah, that was funny, that was funny. And then about 30 seconds later, we were like still in hysterics. We just heard, oh no. And he pulled his horn out <laughs> his back pocket and 10 eckies had been crushed. They were like rolled up in a skin, oh. like his 10 pills. And they had been crushed into just ecky dust in his horn and he just licked his horn. Just took the ten eckies at once, then fell asleep in a like about forty five minutes later was spewing everywhere, like spewing buck fast, just purple vomit everywhere. Put him in his tent and just left him like he's gonna need the darkness and he just needs to go to that tent right. Completely fucking forgot about the guy, and it like after the Foo Fighters on the Sunday night. We're all coming back buzzing like Foo Fighters were fucking amazing. <laughs> we're all coming back pure last night teen apart fucking fireworks were going off. Oh, this is amazing. They just held Bobo came out tent was pure. What the fuck has happened? Then they remember anything about it. But we were like, what have you been doing? He's like, I've been tripping in that tent for two days. Oh my You're God. He's just sitting in the tent just absolutely tripping out his fucking nut. Like, uh, mate, I can't even get my head around that. He drank two litres of Buckfast so he turned up steaming. He was already steaming. Uh-huh. Get drank two liters of Buckfast. Get suplexed. <laughs> took ten eckies. <laughs> get put to his bed and woke up two days later. But <laughs> finally emerged and didn't see one band. Like went into the tent on the Friday night. This is when it was Saturday Sunday. Went into the tent at like ten o'clock on the Friday night and didn't come out until like fucking eleven o'clock on the Sunday. That's incredible, man. So the guy that was built like a brick shit house just randomly said, "I can suplex you." We, no, we were having a we were having a chat about wrestling, and we had a, a pal <laughs> with a pal Parker who was skinny, oh. and he was like, "Super, I think I think Big Dev could suplex me." And with him, what he did was he just lifted him up and put him down. He was just like, "I, I could do it." And then he just, and I think Bobo said something like, "Ah, you wouldn't be able to do it to me," and he was like, "Fuck up," or you know, I would I would be able to do it. And then everybody was like, "No, you wouldn't." No way, and he's like, fucking got up, wigged him up, fucking body slammed him. Mate, that's uh, that's incredible. What's Bobo doing these days? Is don't he still mate. kicking a bar? Aye, but I don't know. <laughs> um, we're, fra- we're Facebook friends. Aye. That's it. Oh, shit. That's Ma- it. Imagine if uh, Paul just dropped a bottle of water there. I just audibly explaining. Just in case they think I had a stroke or something. Aye, Bobo fucking forced himself <laughs> into the studio. Imagine if he was like a youth counsellor now, like, Paul, I'm not like that anymore. No, he's definitely... Dude, call me Bobo. No, he's definitely not that. 
Yeah. I think his name on Facebook is still Bobo. Oh my god. And I think he still uh, does a power of drinking. So a litre a buck fast, that's a bottle, isn't it? No, it was like two bottles in one of the milk jugs. Oh my god. So I think I whatever two bottles of buck fast is a litre and a half. Aye. He drank that. Um and then I mate, it was so funny, man. They had purple fucking spew everywhere. Oh my but, god. But mate, I I don't even know, man. I don't I've took I've took ten Ekkies, but not once. Mm-hmm. Over the course of a day, and it doesn't feel good, man. See when you're tripping, you ever, you ever tripped like on pills? Um, start seeing people's eyes go black and all that, and uh, they're opening their mouth and look fucking black bios coming out their mouth and that. You're like, what the fuck is that? Um, he did that. Fucking took ten at once, man. I That's think he'd already took two. That's a death wish. Uh, exactly, mate. Brutal. See when he went to do it, the full there was like ten, fifteen years. Everybody went, wait, no. And it was just too late. He just yeah. licked his own man. It was just gone. The dust was gone. Oh, like, fuck. <laughs> See you in two days, Bobo. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> about to die. I wonder what his trip was like, man. Oh, it would have been hell on earth, mate. Aye, mate. I, I remember walking back for a party one night and I felt like I could, uh, somebody was following me. Like, I felt like somebody was following me. And uh, that's the last time I went to Tina Park. Um, my brother came back and he was like, I can't be fucked with that. You just take my band and my ticket. And I went up and there was a mad, all these security guards for England and they were just scumbags, man. Leather and fuck it people, man. Oh, really? At the campsite. And I tried to look, look, my brothers gave me this band and it snapped. Is it cool if I still get in? Trying a box with me. There was a guy, there was a group of Scottish guys, right? And they were like, what happened? And I was like, I'm not getting in with the band. And a Scottish guy done that and grabbed the band and I wouldn't let go. And uh, they were like, I'll give you a fiver for it and all that, being cheeky. And I did that. If you don't let go, nobody's going to fucking get in. And he let go and I did that bunch of fucking pricks. Was that the, the security or other people that were there? The security were cunts right, and, and these other guys. people as well. Aye, mate. I had somebody try and corner me from a wristband at Tina Park one time. I was going out to the car park to get my bird. Who'd just come up and. Aye, they were like pure geezer wristband and like, fuck off. Dafty. But um The last couple of years of Tina Park get really bad with Dafties. Like the last three years or something, it was just Stab Central, I think. Oh, was it? I think so. I fought with a guy at Tina Park one year, uh, Green Day were playing and it was a mosh pit and he was a Ned and he didn't know what a mosh pit was. So him and his two pals were like right right down the front, like right in the crowd. And it was obviously before Green Day came on, it was nice and still and everybody was standing about and they were just smoking joints and pure fucking this and that. And then the fucking came on and play started going mental and they were fucking punching. Like they thought it was like a fight. You know what I mean? They were like, fuck it. They were like saying to cunts, fucking watch. Like that type of thing. And uh, he fucking hooked a wee guy and I was like, All right, fuck this man. I just went into the wash pit and just went straight for these three guys. But I didn't, I didn't like punch them or anything. I just went in and like moshed them. And sort of like ragdolled him about and there was one of them who was the fucking, obviously had the balls and he was like fucking, let's fucking go. And I just fucking let up the cunt in the middle of the crowd at Tina Park. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately for him, just like, fuck him, man. I think that happened like twice and he was just pure gone, man. I mean, his pals were like, get the fuck out of here, man. Because me and my mates had like long hair. Yeah. And fuck it. So you looked, you looked kind of hipstery. Uh, no knowing that we fucking were for the scheme. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And you're just like, fucking. Mate, 
I, see, I went to see Slayer at the Barrowlands and they were, it was like a square go. It was like a fucking fight. These cunts, like, they're like, Neds will look at, like, metalheads and think, what is state of the aim, Momo? Fucking, mate, cunts are mental. Aye. Don't get in their fucking way, man. Aye, the metalheads. Aye, man. Aye, like the Gumbies. Like the old school fucking, like, Gumby cunts, man. They'll Aye. get motorbikes and all that, man. They'll, they won't take any shit off you. It's the same with punks and all that, I know, mate. You just don't fuck with people like that. Like, Neds are a bit more of a shite bag. Like, I feel like a punk would just take on anybody. Like, they don't care. Nah, I don't give a fuck, mate. Or those type of people, anyway. Um, But I, Primal Scream was amazing, mate. And Bobby KLSB is the fucking man. Did they, does Manny still play bass for them? He, they announced him on stage. They were like, we've got a surprise appearance, Manny. And the place went fucking Does he not play bass for them anymore, but he came on and did... Aye, right. Done. Came on and done a couple of tunes. Uh, is he's with the Stone Roses now, isn't he? Well, I don't know. What's well, going I think on they with them. broke up. Aye, I met Manny one time, <coughs> in Martin Spencer's in Sucky Hall Street. Wow. Um, he was. I don't know. It might have been a primal screen guy. I don't really remember. It was a long time ago, but he, he said one thing to me. Like I, I seen him, and obviously I like was like stunned because I'm like, "There's Manny," and mate, he was tiny, oh, and he wow. was just like. I'm not going to try and do a Mancunian accent, but it was just like, all right, big man. And I was like, all right, man. And he went, I am, I'm tiny, aren't I? Wow. That was it. He walked away from me before the days of mobile phones. So we were only getting like a selfie, but that yeah. was that was the interaction. I seen him was stunned and he went, all right, big man. I'm tiny, aren't I? And just walked away. Amazing. I was like, aye, he was fucking tiny. <laughs> what a fucking legend, by the way. Uh, I bumped into Susie McCabe and all. She's a proper gig fiend. So it was good. It was a good gig. Um, I've got some things here and all. Like we don't want to talk about Boris Johnson and all that. It's pish. I fuck him. And the abortion stuff. It's sad. Like let's just talk shit. Aye. Um, I've not really. I don't know what else to say, mate. Uh, have you ever heard of something called fake memories? No, but he can suss out. I've, I, I've kind of, I'm like, wait a minute, I think I know, I know some of this. Have you ever had one? I think I have, mate. Um, I've got a memory of, so when, so my sister's four years older than me. She was at nursery, which means I was one. I don't think I can remember this, but basically I was in a, a buggy and a gust of wind took the buggy off the ground and a guy had to grab it during like a fucking storm wow. in Glasgow and I've got a memory of this but what I think has happened is I've been told this story when I've been really young so I've formed like an idea in my head about what happened but I don't actually remember it yeah if you know what I mean is that is that what this is aye right, basically okay. aye. so I've got a couple there's like one where I fell into snow I was told that I fell off they put me on it I mean why would you do this I was a baby and they put me on a windowsill and my dad turned away and turned back and I wasn't there and they looked and I basically fell off the windowsill into snow and the snow had like covered me up so they had to like go digging in the snow to find me. I, I, I like think I remember it but I don't. There's no way I fucking remember it. Too young. That's a, f a false memory I think it's called. Right, okay. Because I, I first became aware of it when I won't name the person but they were telling me a story of a situation 
And I think it might have been... Say Ali McCoy's, right? So a Rangers fan is in a restaurant and Ali McCoy's is now. And the Rangers fan is having a meal with a date. Right. And he walks up to Ali McCoy's and he's like, Ali, I'm in here with this bird, mate. I know you don't know me, but is it cool if you walk up at one point and introduce yourself like you know me? And <laughs> to make me look cool. And he was like, ah, oh, okay, all right, and he worries. 15 minutes later, Ali McCoyst walks up to the guy and he's like, all right, Davey, how you doing? And mm-hmm. Davey does that. Ali, I'm trying to eat my fucking dinner, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so, what a legend. I don't know if that's true, though, because when somebody told me that story, mm-hmm. I don't know where I heard it from, right? But I'm like, that's a joke I've heard on, that's a Frank Sinatra joke. Right. So, see the guy. What's the guy's name again, man? Uh, sorry, I'm googling stuff, guys. Just no. listen, hear me out, hear what I've got to say. Right. So, Frank Sinatra had a best mate that was a comedian called Don Rickles. Right. Have you are you aware of Don Rickles? Nope. Very, very funny stand-up comedian. Died about a year ago. Right. Uh, done the voices of Mr. P- Potato Head on Toy Story. Right, so I know who he is, right? Aye, aye, aye. But aye. he was like the first kind of host comedian that would slag cunts and he would not swear. But he right. was like ruthless, man. Right. And he was funny as fuck. And he did that. He was in a restaurant and he was like, ah, Frank, can you come here and say hello? And I actually showed the guy the youtube clip and stuff and he was like all right so ali mccoy's didn't he do that and i was like he might have done it but if he's done it he's stealing potter like who so the guy that you showed the youtube video he claimed that that happened to him right so basically it was my dad right <laughs> it was my dad my dad was telling me a story and he says my pal was in a restaurant right and he, so and my pal told me right that, okay so right so it's been like a second-hand story uh-huh mate that's happened to me before i had somebody call say that i was talking shit about something on a podcast that you no no it was just just telling a story and being like oh my mate said told me this story and somebody did the same thing to me it was pure comedian there you go there's your story and i was like well it's my mate's story and you know what i mean they're like aye but i'm like you must have known that was shit like, no not at all aye because if your mate's telling you something then you just take it as fucking gospel aye. don't you remember well remember before google couldn't they like fact check in you just had to just believe shit that people Mental. said i've also like a, a comedian friend used to hit me with patter about shit random stuff mm-hmm. and i remember when i started getting into podcasts um like the American podcasts, like your mum's house and stuff, mm-hmm. early ones. I was like, fucking heard that before. Where have I heard that? And honestly, my rain mind, my, my rain man mind, mm-hmm. I was like, that fucking cunt told me that in a fucking green room. Ah, uh, he's lifting, he's lifting part. I've had to, I think I've said this on this podcast before, mate. I've had to talk to people when they come at me, like mates that come at me and like, you fucking changed that story and, and I'm like, aye, because I want to try and make it at least funny a bit, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm talking shit on a podcast, mate, like, 
unless I'm talking about mental health or whatever, take everything where we pinch of salt. You know what Aye, I mean? It's exactly. no, no serious. It's fucking comedy, mate. Like, be like somebody having a comedian mate and they make a joke and they go, you got that fucking story, Ryan. That wasn't you, that was big. And you're like, Aye, I know I'm comedic effect, for fuck's sake. Aye. He's a break, but your mate lifting part straight for a podcast, that's a belter. Yeah. That's a fucking belter. I never digged on it either. what this story was, man. Try to fucking think. Um, but uh, on the, something fairly similar, not in the same vein. Uh, do you know Darius? Remember Darius? Yes. Is it Dinesk? Is that his uh-huh. second name? He drank water from the Thames and he nearly died. But anyway. Really, did he? Hit me with your story. Why did he drink water from the Thames? Because, you know, these charities that they make these special straws that you can drink contaminated water from. Right, for African Aye. kids and stuff, right? So he was the face of this charity, uh-huh. and he went down to the Thames, or Thames, and he drank it, but the straw was broke, and the cunt nearly died in hospital. Good on. He, he took a sip of the Thames. Fucking idiot. So there we go. Oh, he's been eating about, he's just drank like fecal matter for Aye. like over a million people. The Black Plague. Hi, <laughs> mate. Um, he used to ask for a personal shopper when he came into Virgin Megastore because oh. he's a prick. Um, apparently, he's a nice guy. I don't think so, mate. I had to spend an afternoon, like an hour with him one time. He's bored in Virgin Megastore and he was a fucking prick. Yeah. Um, and one of the guys that worked with me was like to me, I dare you to ask him for a, an autograph. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ah, okay. Um, and I was like, and so I was like to him, like after we were done, I was like, oh, Darius, can I get an autograph for my bird? And he was pure, oh, yeah, is she a fan? And I was like, no. Oh, my God. And he went, he just looked at me and then looked down, signed a bit of paper and just handed it to me. Oh, my God. It's actually quite fun humiliating him. Yeah. Fuck him. What's he up to? He'll be minted, probably. Yeah. He'll be just, I don't know. Who knows, man? I think he was already minted. He was like a fucking theatre school kid, wasn't he? Um, but... You used to get that mega store in Buchanan Street. Do you remember it? Yeah, I've been in a few times. I used to buy, buy some stuff. I probably walked past you a few times. Aye, mate. I worked in there for years. Um, and they had the internet cafe and the Costa and stuff on the first floor. But yeah. you used to get like, um, what the boy for Biffy Clyro, he was on the cover of Crying and he sat in that cafe reading it. Wow. Like for like three hours. Three hours. Just sitting reading, crying with his face in the front of it. Have you ever seen like comedy movies where it'll be like the person's face and they'll bring uh, me down and it's them? It was like that, mate. Genuinely. Do you think he was doing it to get spotted? 100%. 100%, mate. He sat there looking about to see if people were noticing him and it was before they were famous. Like it was his first, I think it was the first cover maybe yeah. that they'd ever done. But you used to get stuff like that. Like Justin Curry for Delamitri came in and would just like hang about. Aye. Aye, like the day that Delamitri's greatest hits came out, people are going up, oh, going to sign my album, and you're just like, what are you doing, man? Like, That's a weird one, isn't it? Just strange behaviour. I remember buying the box set of Laurel and Hardy in there, every single DVD. The big one? 20 what? quid. Oh, was it? That would have been on when they did the big fire sale. Yeah. So they're like single things went down to three pound in the box set so you could get the big alien box set with the alien head which was like 120 pound the sopranos was 100 pound and they all just went down to 20 quid I, I tell you another thing by the way i get my i went in 
I didn't, I wasn't exactly a fan of them, but my pal was like, they're in here, why don't we go in and buy the album and get their album signed? Who was that? You want to take a guess? Wait, wait, wait. No. Who? Lost Profits. Are you joking? No. So. What's that worth? I see when that fucking broke, uh-huh. I actually still had it in a wee fucking shoebox in a bedroom. Oh, did you? And as soon as that broke, I was like, well, I don't remember Lost Profits, um, but I do remember uh, Coldplay did an in-store, and it was when Yellow had just come out, and there was nobody there, and Evening Times were there, and wow. everybody that worked that day had to go and put like their jacket on. And pretend to be in the crowd for like the evening times photos a coldplay that's crazy i know mate you, you think how big they are now i know mate like Mammoth. 100 worths they're probably worth hundreds of millions uh, of pounds a couple of things like um uh fratelli's bunch of fucking ball bags mate aye aye well one of them anyway um, the lost profits were pricks as well by the way i remember every well, single one of them wonder. I know the Beast one. I'm talking about every band member was a cunt. Do you think they knew? Do you know, maybe they must have known that he was unacceptable. Maybe no to that extreme, well, but they must have known. I think they did because, see, when it broke, my girlfriend at the time was like, aye, I know. And I was like, what do you mean, you know? And she was like, pulling up internet forums where people were openly talking about it. Wow. And like lost profits fan pages and stuff, and I was like, they must have known then. They must see if fans knew, they fucking knew. Yeah. And they claimed that they didn't. I don't believe it, man. I've been in a band. I've been on tour. Yeah. You you see it all. You you know what I mean. You're in the same room while people are having shites. Never mind anything else. Like it's that closeness that you get just traveling about with people. They fucking must have known it, man. Aye, they must have known. It was a despicable outing that man Aye, that was like demonic shit that's evil mate he had a lassie who actually went and had a baby so that they could abuse it that's i never knew that that's fucking wild man crazy shit man what were you saying about delam who was the other guys you said uh wait 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 no wait 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 the fucking the goonies baddies fratellis well, he was uh, one of them. They're no dicks. One of them, a couple of. Well, I don't, I don't, um, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't want to fucking name the guy, but um, he was basically like they were hung over for the night before, and they came in to do a signing and like play their single. That was the in stores. Like, you would get fucking Paul and Tina did an in store. Katie Tunstall, Travis, like they would come. They would play a couple of tracks and then they would sit down and sign the latest single same sort of thing that you would have got with like the lost profits like in-store appearances and um i was quite i was quite good at just chatting to people so the guy that was a store manager was saying to me see when people come to the in-stores like you can be like the the runabout because i didn't really treat people any differently he's like i quite like that he's like there's people they make people feel awkward because they're pure fanboying. And he was like, you don't give a fuck about these people. Like, you can just be there, be there like, uh, I don't know, man. I'd go to Sainsbury's, but like, would these want to eat? And I'd go out to Sainsbury's and buy them what a rider. I would sit with them. Do you need anything? So I took in like the staff, see if it was somebody that everybody liked. And the Fratellis were huge at the time. Um, it was Chelsea Dagger, I think, was a single. And you would have the staff pile where you would go up... <coughs> 
and you would get everybody to sign it and then the staff would get to get first dibs on everything. And the guy that I'm talking about, that I'm not naming, he was like that to the, one of the other guys, just sign my name. I can't be fucked. And I was like, mate, that's for the staff. Just fucking sign it, huh? And he was pure. Aye, ah, all right. What a funny, man. Aye, mate. <laughs> now, I feel like, first and foremost, what you doing turning up with a hangover, right? But I know I've been stressed at work and shit's happened and all that. I would never do that. Like, there's just things that you don't do. Plus, Aye. it takes some 10 seconds. Just to sign a name. Give me his name after the podcast. I'm going to shag his fucking ass. I'm going to fucking batter him. But um, there was one time that they <laughs> booked me. I've got so many of these wee stories, yeah. man. Because I, I, like I said, I was like the bad fucking compare for them or whatever the fuck. Onter- I don't even know. Like, what would you call? PA? No, but kind of, but it was um, uh, concierge. See, like yeah. that type of thing. I was like, the call. I would be at the front door or the back door when they come in. All right, guys, I'm Paul. And like, right, here's the, they take them up to the conference room. Would you want to drink? Would you want tea? I'd go and get it. I'd come back. I'd sit with them if they wanted it. And they would just, it was a skive, mate. I loved it. Yeah. Some of it was fucking brilliant. Um, some of it was horrible. Do you remember the horrors? Ah, yeah. The band, the horrors. Are they British? Aye, they were English, aye, but aye. they were weird. They just sat and just said nothing against before the days of mobile phones. They weren't like looking at their phones. They were just sitting in silence. Just one in teeth, guys. Wouldn't even reply to you. Just like, right. What the fuck And then the guy it? fucking threw a glass bottle of fizzy Highland Spring over the balcony in Virgin Megastore. It fucking smashed in the ground floor. But the place was open, mate. It could have hit a fucking customer. Bunch of fucking dicks, but... Um, Why did he do that? Because he's a prick. Like, Aye. no other reason. They were on stage playing, and he just fucking picked up this bottle of fizzy water they had on stage and just chucked it on the balcony. Just a dickhead. But uh, I got caught in the lift one time. I've told this a couple of times on other podcasts. I might have even told this on here, but I got caught in the lift one time after the performance. It was me, a guy that worked in Virgin Megastore, Richie, and Marty Pello, the guy that played base i think and wet 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 who wrote everything the big guy with the long hair and the beard the big good looking cunt and their manager and mate i couldn't like marty pello was snorting coke all day and he was just being an arsehole and i was done it was like fucking seven o'clock they wouldn't leave like they were just hanging about in this virgin megastore and i had to hang about with them and when we were in the lift marty pello turned around and was pure oh come on big man cheer up it might it might never happen and I was like, mate, it's already happened. I've had to spend a day with you. And the full fucking lift, like his manager, his bandmates, everybody just pure burst out laughing. But Marty was not fucking happy with me, mate. Like he was giving me fucking daggers. It was like seething because I just fucking put him in his place. I mean, what's it, what exactly is he going to do? <laughs> I don't know, bother me. Hi. Fuck's sake. I don't think so. He was like fucking five foot nothing. But aye, he was a, he was a prick's prick. Aye. He was a, next level arsehole mm-hmm. but i mate just some of the stuff that um there was another one that was i they did they decided to do a still game signing now these were cured on the fucking block mate right the way down buchanan street i met tarantino <coughs> i think i've told you that aye, aye. you've said fucking that stinking bastard but <laughs> um they got no jack and victor who was the other two uh navid no the other two old guys the one that's a tight fist up. Mark. Is that his real name? Mark's his real name. Right. So... They had him, the other, they two, 
and Paul Riley uh-huh, and uh, Gavin Mitchell. Mitchell. They decided to do a signing with them, named they turned up. Aye. So fucking Ford Kiernan and uh, Greg Hempel had to like come down and save the day. It was so it was such a shame, man. The three of them were just sitting there, nobody there. And then all of a sudden it was pure, right, we're here. And people were like pure grabbing the DVDs and getting their DVDs wow. signed, man. They're like pure, that's, so, that's super shit. I've had a similar situation with people for still game. See uh, Isa and um, it was Navid. Right, aye. Uh, I was doing the Bishop Briggs Comic Con. The guy was like... The Bishop was, Briggs Comic Con? Aye, it's only ever been there once, right? Right. And the guy was like, I love Scott Squad. Um, do you want to come and do like a signing? And I thought, mate, I don't think I'm that popular. Like, I stay in Bishop Briggs. I've always lived here my whole life. People will actually know me, mate. Like, I worked in the Safeway down the road <laughs> and all that. It's, like, weird. And he's like, ah, fuck it. Like, just come. And I done that. Fuck it. It's a Saturday during the day. Something today, isn't it? Went to this Comic Con. It's in a church in Bishop Briggs. And, uh... There's a joke, I made a joke about it on my Facebook actually, I took a photo. I'm sitting there at a table by myself, it says Bobby and a bit of paper, and then Isa and Navid are right beside me. There's about 90 people at their table, mate. I sat there for about three years, right? Right. Not one fucking person came to my table, and I could not, I couldn't do anything. I mean, I've not got an ego at all, right? I just couldn't help it but laugh. <laughs> like, it was just so funny. And oh. there was a guy there that used to stay in my street, right? I won't name him, but he was a fucking weirdo, an absolute weirdo. Right. I remember when I was a wee guy, he, to- he told a lie. It's- he said to his ma that I called him fat. And his ma came round to my dad's house and chapped the door. And she was like, you call my son fat? And... This has happened before in school and we've had to get the police involved. And I remember saying to the mum, I'm fatter than your son. And she was like, I know. And I was like, so if I'm fatter than your son, why would I call your son fat? Uh And she was like, well, that's up to you to answer that. And I was like, no, your son's a liar. Mm -hmm. And she was like, how dare you? And I was like, no, your son's a, a liar. Like, I would never call anybody fat. This woman. <laughs> I, I was like, I would never call anybody fat. And that was me, a, a child, saying that. So ever since then, I think because he found out ever since then, he's always been a weirdo with me. Right. And he was there working at the Comic Con. Oh, I don't even no. know why I'm fucking telling you this. But he walked past me and I, I gave him a wink. And oh. I think he said something along that, like, he's just a weirdo. He's like one of these cunts that you'd be like, aye, that's a school shooting. Right, okay, aye, pure incel. Aye, so I winked at him, right, and literally as I'm sitting at this fucking desk and Isa's there, he he did something along the lines of, Will you fucking look that fuck? (laughs) Just like walking through this uh, fucking church. I was like, oh my God. So, aye, I'll get to the end of the story. Basically, someone that worked in the church walked up to me and said, is it cool if I take that table for the tuck? Oh, and I was mate. like, the table that I'm sitting at here. And she's like, aye, because you're no using it. And I was like, <laughs> well, I'm using it. And she's like, I'm using it for what? And I done that. 
Bobby from Scott Squad. And she's like, oh, all right, I'm sorry, I never realised. And then I said, <laughs> then I done that. Do you know what? It's cool, take the table. So she took the table right. and that's how my shift ended that day. I walked up to the guy, the guy that was running the thing. The two, oh, so my, oh, that was disgusting. I'm so sorry, I bopped. <laughs> oh, what the fuck happened there, man? Am I having a stroke? Um, the two years were like her hysteric laughter just that how fucking Sh mental the situation how was shite Bishop Briggs I, Comic Con was it was pure shite and the guy I was doing on my favour right so I right. wasn't getting paid but he felt so sorry for me he gave me money and I was like are you sure and he's like I might take it please and I was like are you sure and he's like no please take it I was like alright <laughs> like, Isaac and Navid had so many <laughs> oh mate there was I've like so much money I'll give you a bung and see that i mean i know them now like especially mark see mark mark is a great guy paul uh -huh. paul really paul really is a good guy as well i thought you were gonna say paul's a bit i can't but mark's all right no they're they're all <laughs> no, good no sound. but at that time i never really knew either right so it was like and i'm like touching elbows with them so as that's happening i'm like what the fuck is this it was just so weird did um we've done what i know in 15 minutes we can I, wrap up on this that was funny as fuck but um See, when they did the installs at Virgin Megastore, people were calling them Jack and Victor. Yeah. They were like, Jack! There was like this woman who was like, Jack! For like the queue. So she's in the queue and people are like waiting and getting their chance to go up and get their photo taken and get their DVD signed. All the way down the queue, every time there was like a break, she was pure, Victor! And like waving. Then she got to the front of the queue and she was like, right! And this woman came out of nowhere with like babies in a pram and she was like, they're called Jack and Victor. Oh my God. So, well, I, I think it gets creepy. I think you'd be probably better to just sit on a table when they come there, but it reminds me of something. It is does there, get is, creepy by is the way. Is there a, is there like a wrestling documentary where the guy's, it's kind of sad. Like he goes to like some sort of like wrestling convention and he's just sitting there and there's like nobody there. So like beyond the mat or something like that, that happens. Aye. It's like a wee uh, sad moment. Aye. Jake aye. Snake or something like that. Jake Snake when he was into the crack and aye, it is quite sad. But I, I did, thankfully, I had fun. I was like, this is something I don't do. Um, I can see the madness of the situation. Uh, was it busy in general? It was busy, aye. aye. But Who else was there? Well, I don't even want to say I'm a celebrity. That's awful. But from TV... It was still game Scott Squad, and then the rest was all wrestling, and there was nobody else there. It was all comic books and uh, all yeah. that shit. Even at one point, like, because all my family stay in Bishop Briggs and Springburn, so see my sister in law's sister, mm -hmm. she walked past me with the reins, and she was like, What are you doing sitting there? I'm like, I'm supposed to be fucking working. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm a feature. Aye. She was, I'm like, my name's in the fucking leaflet. Like, have you not even read thing? that? Would, that kept me humble. Fucking hell. Aye, no wonder, humble, man. No wonder. Fuck that, man. That's brutal. But, aye. I did a wee bit longer today because we're on holiday, so we've done an hour and 15 minutes. I think we'll wrap it up. Did, aye, mate. Did you enjoy it? I did, mate. You going to miss me? I'm going to miss you, aye. I'm going to miss you. I actually started to feel a wee bit rough there during that podcast and i got a wee bit flustered so maybe that's why i was i wasn't drying up was i no 
no, I wasn't drying up. No, not Sometimes at all. I feel like I'm drying up when I don't talk about the usual shit, like films and all that and whatever. But I Alien Nation. Alien Nation. It's gonna be my Sunday night maybe. I I'm gonna have a pot in the door with a tin of tuna in it. In fact, I might actually try that. Aye, why not? And just talk about what it. What kind of pot in the door was it? It was near Bombay Bad Boy. No. It was, I think it was chicken. What's your favourite? It had to be Bombay Bad Boy. Is it? I never again? even got the words out of my fucking mouth there. <laughs> Slabbering. Bum, blah, 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 blah. Bad, bad, bad boy. <laughs> Is that your favourite? I, I love I'm that. a freak, mate. What are you? Beef and tomato. Mate, I've totally forgot that that was a flavour. I'm a freak. Mate, I've... When's the last time you had a pot noodle? Um, Maybe about three or four months ago. Mate, I'm years. I've not had one in years. Before that, it had probably been about a decade. But I've got right into the the pure super spicy noodle pots and stuff like that. Yeah. And it was just one day I was like, ah, no way, man, I'm going to get a king pot noodle, beef and tomato. It does sound nice, to be honest. <coughs> but, aye, I'm a freak. Are you going to be eating pot noodles when you're away on holiday? I'm taking them away, mate. They're not old school. I've got pot noodles, beans, a toasty maker. And Are you case. being serious? No. <laughs> no, mate. <laughs> See, if you said I there, I'd have totally believed you. Who's looking after your cats? Um, A friend. Yeah, I'm no. I'm actually a wee bit sad about that. Yeah, I don't like the idea of leaving them for ten days, um, and you know I adopted them because my uncle Manny died, so I think they've got abandonment issues. Yeah, but they'll survive. They'll survive, mate. See, at the end of the day, they're cats. Aye. That's a Norm Macdonald joke. Is it really? Aye, he. I think it's his cat was dying, and his vet phoned them. Was like, your cat's gonna pass away. You need to come in and see it mm-hmm. he went to the the vet and he was like crying and really upset and then he done that wait a minute it's a fucking cat it's true <laughs> that is true but you can still love your cat absolutely so paul's away for 10 days i'm not too sure when the podcast will be back it will be two, two weeks. weeks aye two weeks i need a break as well even though this is not really work it's a good laugh and it's been great so far episode 35 Thank you very much, Mr. Junk, for sponsoring the podcast. This is the first time that we've ever went over an hour. Thought we would do a wee bit extra just to to pay extra, whatever. So, Paul, I hope you enjoy your holiday. I hope you get well rested. Please don't be like, I don't want to fucking watch BBC Scotland one day and it's like, I don't even know why I started saying that. It's horrific. Talk about my plane crashing? No, like balcony falls and all that. Oh, fuck. Nah, don't worry about it, mate. Aye. Don't die for fun for a balcony. I won't, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Take care, everybody. Have a good one. God bless.